We welcome you back to what has become our digital location for a while. We are grateful for all the good responses and comments. Throughout this year, on the first Sunday of each month, I've been delivering sermons around the theme of faith according to Scripture. My purpose is to use Scripture as the basis for our understanding of what faith is, what faith does, and the necessity of a sincere and active faith in Jesus Christ. If you want to serve God and go to heaven after you die, your personal faith in Jesus Christ is absolutely essential to that purpose. The Bible is the textbook on faith, and thus our series, Faith According to Scripture. We regard Scripture as the single and final authority on the subject of faith. This morning's installment is entitled, The Shield of Faith, and this is derived from a familiar passage in Ephesians chapter 6. I want to take us to that passage now, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. This was written by Paul, an inspired apostle of Christ, to Christians in Ephesus, and it reads, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. That's the reading of Ephesians six ten through 20. When you read a passage like this, and you immediately discover the imagery of a soldier and his equipment, it reminds us that there is an ongoing battle between good and evil. The good, God in his person and law defines, is rejected by the world. The kind of life Jesus illustrated and taught, the standard prescribed in Scripture is not only not taken seriously, it is under assault in our world. There is a battle. There is this ongoing battle between good 
and evil that finds expression all around us. It is in our face and is described in this passage as schemes of the devil, spiritual forces of evil, this present darkness. Your personal response to sin should begin with your belief in Christ, repent and submit to the command to be baptized, thus becoming a recipient of forgiveness by a gracious God. But that's the beginning of the battle. You're just entering your service as a soldier of Christ. At baptism, you sign up on the side of righteousness. After that, as the battle continues around you all of your life, you must use the equipment God provides. It is the whole armor of God we are to wear to be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. In verse 16, one part of that is the shield of faith. It says, In all circumstances take up the shield of faith. And then it says, With this shield of faith we are able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one. Faith is my confidence in who God is and what God has done for me in Christ. It is my knowledge of and reliance on Scripture that I activate in obedience in my life every day. The shield of faith, that's our subject today. Thank you for being with us. Now, the Roman soldier in the first century was, for that time period, an efficiently battle-ready soldier. This passage describes his panoply, and he was capably equipped to win battles and defend himself against attack. From head to toe, and in his mind and hands, he was mission-ready. One of the common weapons of that time was flaming darts hurled toward the opposition. Now, it is important to understand armies in the first century didn't just have one tactic or a single weapon, but one part of the arsenal common in that day, these deadly flaming arrows or darts thrown toward the opposing army. The Roman soldier was provided with a shield often made of wood, but with a fireproof metal lining on the surface. And in training, the soldier would learn how to position, how to move that shield about to protect himself from these darts of fire. I want us to notice some of the soldier's equipment was fixed. The helmet, you put that on and keep that on. The belt, the footwear, the breastplate. Two items were movable, designed to be maneuvered by the soldier, the sword and the shield. And once you get this all visualized in your mind, think of yourself as a soldier in the Lord's army doing battle against evil and with this shield, protecting yourself from the flaming arrows, the fiery darts of the enemy that come in your direction. Now, what is that shield we learn to use to protect ourselves? It says here the shield of faith. 
it says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. And then it says, with this shield of faith, we are able to extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Faith, remember, is my confidence in who God is and what God has done for me in Christ. It is my knowledge of and reliance on Scripture that I activate in obedience in my life every day. I have to have at all times, in all circumstances, this shield of faith. I want to say three things about it. Number one, the devil wants to set you on fire. I want you to turn with me to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Now, this passage we're going to read is about a very specific sin. But there's something here that expresses the devil's mission in general. I'm going to read from James chapter 3. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. What is suggested here? That the devil is loaded with sharp intention to set our lives on fire. If not with the misuse of the tongue, in any other way he can find an opening to set us on fire and take us away from God. I have to be ready with my shield, which is my faith, to deflect those flaming arrows. It isn't a game. It isn't about score. It isn't a competition. It isn't just imagery. The devil is serious. He is relentless. And I want you to listen to this. I know you've heard before. Listen again, please, in 1 Peter 5, verses 6 through 10. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace 
who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. You need as your protection, I need as my protection, the shield of faith. Number two, the shield of faith cannot be stationary. I want us to picture in our minds the Roman soldier equipped with this shield, and it is strapped to his arm. Unlike the helmet, belt, footwear, and breastplate, the shield has to be moved to deflect attacks. It isn't a stationary piece of equipment. When you see incoming, you move to shield or protect yourself against that attack from the devil. Here's something really simple. Not only must you have that shield, you must have a good eye. Not only must you have that shield, you must have a good eye to move it to deflect the attacks of the enemy. So the devil has a full arsenal, a host of different devices and approaches and weapons. In Ephesians 6, 11, it's all called the schemes of the devil. When the devil tempted Jesus, he tried different approaches, but of course failed. As a soldier in the Lord's army, I've got to be watchful, alert, knowing the devil may approach me one way today, different from yesterday. To borrow that expression back in the book of Nehemiah, we have to rally to the point of attack. Just having faith isn't sufficient. I must use my faith as my defense against attacks that can come from many different directions. The shield of faith cannot be stationary. Let's be more specific. You may need to use your shield today to deflect the temptation to lie. You may need to use your shield tomorrow to deflect persecution or opposition, maybe a denial of the authenticity of your faith in Christ. The shield of faith must work with a good, alert eye, watching, knowing the devil can assault us from any direction. The shield of faith is our defense. It must not be stationary, but movable, rally to the point of attack. The fiery darts could come at me and you from any direction. We have to be able to see where the attack is and have discipline, a good eye, maneuver the shield against that attack. Number three, you have to have your own shield. There is something that might be called collective or group faith, meaning you believe what your group believes. Well, let's talk about that. There is a unity of faith that is essential among Christians, but if you just believe what someone else believes, that really isn't personal faith, and it amounts to trusting someone else or a group. Romans 10:17 says that faith comes from hearing the word. That's the origin, the source. My faith needs to be based on my direct contact with the word of God. My shield of faith must be what I have received 
from God through his word, not something I borrowed. Certainly you have a special relationship with others who share your faith, who also received it from the word of God. But faith in Christ and obedience to Christ must be individual, personal. When you were in the heat of battle against the devil, perhaps a personal struggle, Knowledge and faith you got from a group will not protect you. Faith comes from you and from me as we hear, receive the word of God. Folks, faith is more than just a feeling, more than just knowledge, more than just talk, more than just listening to sermons online. Faith is our genuine confidence in the Creator, that He made the world and everything in it, that He made man in His own image, that He sent Jesus to save sinners, that He caused His will to be written, and we believe what is written, we live by what is written, and we use that activity of faith as our shield to protect us against the flaming arrows of the devil. Take up your shield, folks. Take your shield out. Get a good grip on it. Don't put it down and wear the whole armor of God. God once said to Abraham, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. The Bible says, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Thank you for being with us.